0: Hey everybody. In this episode of Node Mode, we have Nucci as a guest. Nucci is the host of a West Coast NFT podcast. He's a member of the Proof Collective. He's a moonbird and an all-around very knowledgeable NFT market participant. We talk about how he got into Proof, uh, what he thinks about the current state of affairs in that ecosystem, and what he thinks about the different art platforms that are emerging like GMDAO, Goda, and others. Overall, it's a great, great episode. He does a deep dive on on XCopy. He actually shares some information that I've never heard of before. He did a ton of research on XCopy. It was super, super cool to hear about it. Overall, great episode of Node Mode. Hope you enjoy it.
1: Welcome to Node Mode. That's right. Po is no longer my daddy. He's letting me <laughs> do my very own introduction. I'm Depeche Node, here with my beautiful co-host, Po, And you are listening to the NFT podcast focused on digital art, we talk with artists, OG collectors, and some of the smartest people in the space about all things NFTs. We are, in fact, in it for the art. As always, nothing in this video is financial advice. We are not financial advisors. The NFT space is incredibly risky, so make sure to always do your own research. If you enjoy the content, hit the like button, smash the subscribe button, share the video with your friends. I'd love to keep being able to do node mode. Check out our NFT, the Nifty Portal, get access to our community come along for the ride. I own 50 of those things, so it better go somewhere. Our guest today is Nucci, host of another NFT podcast called the Nucci Show. Definitely check it out. Nucci is a member of several prominent NFT collectives. We'll dive into those. He also works full-time for Premint as the GM over their Collector Pass, so he knows a thing or two about NFT infrastructure and what it's actually like to work in Web3. Nucci, welcome to the show.
2: No, thank you guys for having me. Huge fan uh power intro really i'm very proud to be the inaugural node intro guest that's a, it's a very big
1: deal for me oh thank you thank you yeah and we'll try not to make fun of you too much you know we we're we almost convinced him guys to go uh live with video but uh he he was just a little still a little bit shy so we're trying we're gonna try not to push too hard on you man
2: all right, appreciate that. I actually just found a video of me online with like a giant name tag and event, and if you, it shows up for like one second. I'm like, oh, that's me with a giant Nucci name tag. But I think that's the only place you can find me at the moment. So if you really want to be a
1: sleuther, you can go that direction. huh? okay. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll 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 dive on beyond that. Okay, first, I want to I want to hear a little bit about like what it's like to actually work at uh, a Web three company that has found product market fit you know, imagine that there's not that many out there. Uh, so tell us a little bit about like your role at Premint and, you know, kind of how you ended up where you are.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, how I ended up where I am. I'll, I'll start there real quick. I'll give like a really quick history. Uh, got into Bitcoin in 2013. Uh, have always been super into crypto, always as kind of a passive observer. And then uh, rode the waves through all the bear markets and the, the crypto winners and all the bull markets and all that fun. And then really dove into uh, to NFTs when I hopped into the Proof Collective um, earlier this year. Met Brendan in the Proof Collective, had him on my podcast to discuss the Collector Pass. Um, I helped him launch the Collector Pass. And then at that point, I was still working in consulting. We'd been chatting a bunch. I'd been really wanting to make the full-time hop to Web3. He was like, I have this Collector Pass. It's awesome. We're trying to drive more value to people. Can you come on and, and do that? So that's what I initially joined to do. And yeah, if you have a collector pass, you have access to uh, the allow lists. You can see what's trending. You have like exclusive allow lists just for the collector pass holders. Um, You have a calendar, you have an inbox, you've got special discounts. Um, You get early access to stuff like we're, I haven't even announced this anywhere, but we're giving everyone DECA access this week. Um, Gallery so gave us early access. So lots of great benefits. And my job was to go dig up those benefits and help just drive more value. Um, since then I'm also helping with like initiatives across the web three space. Um, so for example, we have Vulcan, which is a new, uh, discord login, like authentication scheme. And basically, I don't know if you guys have used it yet, but it's like a one click, you click the button and it just basically brings you into, uh, your discord. Um, so there's no DMS, no links, nothing like that, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's really sweet. Um, and yeah, so working for Web3 is awesome. I have days where I'm like just super excited to be in this and I'm chatting with people and meeting with founders and chatting with project founders and all that stuff. And it's a blast. And then there's some days where like, obviously, we're in a bear market. And I'm just like, what am I doing here? Like, what is going on in Web3? Like, like there's been days where there's just like crickets in the space. Um, but yeah, in general, it's it's a blast and it's a privilege to get to work in Web3 full time. Yeah,
1: for sure. I, I I I always laugh at myself. I'm like, for whatever reason, I started getting more involved, uh, like actively, actively in the bear market in terms of like, just trying to grow my presence and brand. I'm like, I should have done this a year ago, you know, when there, when there was like a million people joining. And now it's like, we got like the same thousand people every morning on the NFT morning show. They, they love us though, dude. They love Node Mode. There's about five of you here. Thank you all for coming. No, but it's good. I I I imagine there's a lot of people out there that want to like get more involved, you know, and get jobs. Right. What would be, what would be like your advice to me? It sounds like you you're kind of doing it the way that I think most people should, which is, Hey, just get out there, provide some value, right? Like, and you get asked to do things, right? Like that's kind of what happened with me and PO is I just, I hopped on the show one day and then just kept providing value. Is that, is that kind of like what you think
2: as a great way for people to get more involved or find work in the space? A hundred percent. It's like my biggest regret was not contributing in the Bitcoin space earlier and like in crypto in general earlier. I think part of the problem with Bitcoin is like it feels very closed off in Bitcoin. And like if you say the wrong thing, you're executed. Like literally, if you're a Bitcoiner and you talk about NFTs, like see you later. You'll never, you will, you will be, your, your house might burn down like it is they're very look, look at
1: po dude he had to move
2: he had to move to new york man <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's right you were a, a bit of a bitcoiner right i'm you definitely still a is.
0: bitcoiner I, I don't have weird unhealthy perspectives on what collectibles are compared to money uh, I don't think that like a Babe Ruth card is the same thing as like a bar of gold or a $100 bill. Uh, and I, sometimes I feel I f- I feel that the Bitcoiners might literally think they're saying, you know, digital pictures of, mo- of, of like, you know, monkeys or digital artwork is the same thing as money, which is what I'm confused about. But I'm also seeing a big shift in a lot of notable Bitcoiners like Nick Carter and other uh, big time Bitcoiners that are just kind of like having a more like, I mean not that that guy was was ever really toxic but just a more realistic uh view on bitcoin.
2: Yeah, there was an episode of I don't know if you listen to Peter McCormick's podcast what bitcoin did.
0: I used to listen to it a lot. I don't listen to it as much anymore.
2: Same. But so he had Willy Woo on who is like one of the founding fathers of on-chain
0: on- analysts. Yeah, he's the best.
2: Yeah, truly he's the best. If you don't follow Willy Woo, um the, I mean the three greats in my opinion are Willy Woo, uh plan b
0: will Clemente, uh,
2: and will yeah exactly. oh gosh will, this this podcast is going in the wrong direction
1: i'll try and keep my mouth shut continue continue yeah, you're like
2: how do people get in the ft space i'm like great let me talk about bitcoin for the next hour Oh um, <laughs> no
0: <laughs> but those Boy, guys great. are all
2: all great but it was interesting hearing peter and willie talk about how they didn't know how to talk about like they think things that are, are interesting on ethereum like are going on and they want to talk about them but they don't know how to without People just scorch your thing, you know, their podcast. So, um, anyways,
0: stay a, real- a, a big part of that, real quick, Nuji, is the fact that stable coins are largely on Ethereum. And both of them, I've heard Peter McCormick talk about it before. It's hard to argue against stable coins, amigo. You know what I mean? It's like, go pick another fight. Like, stable coins is a pretty decent. Like thing, you know. So until there's a widely used stablecoin built on Bitcoin, then the Bitcoin Maxis have to like, you know, they they got to to deal with that, you know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Even um, Sailor Michael Sailor, uh, part of his overall thesis involved the USDC or some dollar stablecoin becoming, you know, the, the major currency of the world. Um, and I think it is also interesting to note uh, Gavin Andreessen, who was the original Bitcoin core developer, has this essay out about how he sees a future where uh, the Bitcoin network dies, essentially like the Bitcoin miners die, but all of the Bitcoin is moved to Ethereum and is wrapped. And the idea is basically like, as you can, as more people wrap Ethereum, uh, wrap Bitcoin, which I think like over a hundred thousand are wrapped. I don't know the exact number. I'd have to look at the twin market Cap. but as more Bitcoin gets wrapped, uh, the network, there's obviously like less security needed for that network and it would slowly move all over. So it's like an interesting like thought experiment. If, all the Bitcoin would move to the Ethereum network, but I um, completely agree with you on the stablecoin point. Um, and just to roll it back to the initial question: How do people get into the space? Sorry for the aside there, but um, yeah, I think the the biggest thing, the best things you can do is like work to your like what do you what are you good at, right? And I liked writing and I liked speaking, so I started a podcast on NFTs and just brought on anyone I could meet from the Proof Collective, or I would just DM people. And then the other thing I would do is I would write, and I really enjoyed writing and like finding topics that just, I could like fall down a rabbit hole. Um, so like m- one of my favorite essays I wrote was on X copy. It's my pin tweet right now. And I just like disappeared for three weeks and looked through his Tumblr and looked through everything he had done and tried to learn as much about this guy, this mysterious, you know, artist as I could. I actually, I found like tons of crazy stuff on the guy, but um it was really interesting. And I put that out and like that essay has paid dividends over, over the past year since it came out. And um, like, I still get DMS where some people are like, Hey, would you mind writing an essay about this? Or hey, I like what you did there. Can do you want to talk about that? And like, you'll if you put things out that are evergreen and people can reference back forever, and they're really high quality, people will find them and they'll reach out to you, and you'll you'll your network will grow. And in this space, I think I'm sure you guys both agree. Like, your network and the people you meet and and the relationships you build are the most important thing. And you always want to be obviously building long term relationships. Like, um, you don't really want a short term mindset. Like side like build build great relationships and, and just give more than you take, I think. Yeah.
1: I, okay. So you, you talk, that's, that's amazing advice. Like for sure. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why I even, uh, why PO even invited me to hop on the show is because he had read some of my, like my work before. So I'm kind of in a similar boat, but okay. You talked about X copy in your essay. I got to hear, you know, since I haven't read it, what are like three to five, like small or interesting things that you learn about X copy while we're on the subject?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. So good question. Um, So he's been posting on Tumblr for like a decade. Some people don't know that since like, I did not know that. Yeah. So you can go back and he was making this art for like literally 10 years. And if you go through, I actually looked really close at it. Uh, Like, and he actually posted for 116 months straight and he only missed one month. So like he really really enjoys like like what he does, which is really interesting to me. Like to go a decade without a payday is like incredible. He was one of the first people to like sell stuff online, like sell NFTs. Um, and I, I like one of his quotes is today I sold my first gift for one uh, one pound nothing can stop us tumblr was one of his quotes and i just think that's crazy that like he was soliciting people like please buy this for one pound like i will literally take one dollar for one of one and now his one of ones are obviously millions and this the crazy thing is it's not like these came out like 500 years ago or a thousand years ago like these came out like three or four years ago and they were put on the blockchain um another really crazy one is that there's a very early nft collection called curio cards are you guys familiar with that yeah yeah okay so that was one of the first times I ever heard about NFTs. I was at a, a Bitcoin meetup in San Francisco in 2016, and uh, Mad Bitcoins was there, who was like uh, an OG, OG like Bitcoin streamer, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna start this NFT project called Curio Cards," and explained it to me. And I remember at the time being like, telling my buddies, "Like, we should probably get into that. Like, everything that guy does seems to do pretty well. Kind of wish I'd gotten into that earlier." Um, and I like completely ignored it. I forgot about it. Um, and I think a full set of those curio cards sold at Sotheby's for definitely over seven figures. I can't remember exactly how many.
0: Yeah, that uh, was last year, uh, late summer. That was like the top for those historical NFTs. Maybe it was early fall last year, 2021 curio cards, rare Pepe's, uh, some others really had their their moment.
1: Peak yeah. Leonidas moment, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. But so I think the most interesting thing, though, is that he got rejected from
0: that collection.
2: So he submitted his work. Really? And yeah. Mad and Bitcoins?
0: He, uh, he, oh, Leonidas. No, no. He's X-Copy. saying X copy
2: got rejected from
0: oh, being put wow. into the
1: collection. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. X copy got rejected from being in Cure Cards, which I think is hysterical uh, retrospectively. And I'm looking at the tweet right now. It says a few years ago, I submitted this to. My Curio cards, which he tags, which I think is really funny, but <laughs> never made the cut. <laughs> it's
0: the Michael Jordan level resentment there, you know, still holding, having a chip on your shoulder about it.
2: Yeah, totally. And then he uh, he does some art by hand. Like I found some sketches he did way back when. Um, and I also found somebody who like got a print from X copy, like a physical. It's the only known physical I can see. And I found a photo of the person take like they took a photo of it on their wall and um you can see it behind their desk and it was like seven years ago and i spent like three months trying to get in touch with this person to just be like how much do you want for that physical x copy because x even replied to the guys like yeah no one else bought the rest so i burned them to make yours like even more rare wow
0: damn
2: somewhere there's a person with the only physical x copy on their wall over their desk and they have no clue (laughs) um
0: It's insane. Do you you
1: think they do you think they really don't have a clue, like that they're not in the they don't know about about NFTs at all?
2: I kind of doubt it because like it was just a random guy on Tumblr, right? You bought some art on Tumblr, and the idea that you would continue to track this one person on Tumblr you bought a print from said it seems like a stretch that they would know. And from all of the me trying to reach out to them, it doesn't seem like they're active or have any clue. Um, But maybe they know, but. I don't know. If they knew, too, I'd probably if I knew I had an X copy, I'd probably be like flaunting it or trying to get somebody to buy it. So I, I don't know. I think it's it's either been destroyed or it's still sitting on the wall. It's kind of crazy, though.
0: That's an insane background that you just gave on X copy, Nucci. So uh, I'm actually you know glad that you came on the show. I was a little bit, uh, you know, I was wondering whether. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was jazzed up to have you, but you, you've already uh, knocked it out of the park. Since we're talking about Xcopy, I've been basically waiting for a node mode show to, to disclose my new perspectives that I have on Xcopy, which is. Oh, let's go. So I said before that I thought that Xcopy is like basically the most important or one of the most important uh, artists in the NFT space because he's digitally native. Um, was, you know, like as as an artist, clearly like his medium is digital. I'm sure I'd love to see that sketch. If you have that sketch, Nucci, I'd love to um, see that whether or not it's on the show or at a later date, um, because I'd be so curious. And I was talking about how originally is and then people were saying to me, uh, but what about the Basquiat? uh, influence. What about the Basquiat influence? And at first I actually wrote it off because I was like, well, just cause you do skulls doesn't automatically mean that you're referencing Basquiat. Um, but then when you look closer, so like right here, this is direct Basquiat reference with the bone and skin. A big part of Basquiat's work is, uh, or a big, uh, like kind of What's the word that I'm looking for? One of like the, the things that he does, I forget, like I'm, I'm I'm blanking on, I sound very uneducated right now when I'm just talking about this, but basically Basquiat writes and, and puts body parts and organs, like human anatomy, words that correspond to human anatomy into his work. Like nobody really knows why, didn't really talk about it. And so that's a direct reference right there. And then there's at least one piece Uh, for me to find the exact one would be tough. But X Copy's got a bunch of Basquiat crowns in the piece, and he's got them like upside down. And the way that I like interpret uh, interpreted it was like he's like X Copy is so advanced that this is big Basquiat influence right here too with the with the bones the, that, that's big time Basquiat influence. Um, and I think X Copy's touches like the eyeballs because you see the eyeballs in a lot of X Copy's work. And that's a body part, but that's not a body part that you see in Basquiat's work. I, I can't think of one piece of Basquiat's work that has eyeballs and look at how present the eyeballs are on uh, on, on X copy. But anyway, that, that one piece that had the crowns in it, I want to find the exact one. I'll, I'll try to find it while you guys are continuing to talk and we can come back to it. But it's almost like you know, he's like such a master. Uh, It's not this one, but it's close. He's such a master that he's like, yeah, that's my influence. But I went so deep. I'm like just playing games with the influence at this point. It's like Jay Dilla as a hip hop producer. It's like, you know, he learned from all the greats and he sampled these songs. But the way he spins it is so deeply original in its own way. I like kind of went from thinking X copy was the most original having a quick moment of pause being like, shit, he is majorly influenced by Basquiat. And then just going all the way up and being like, shit, it's even more than I thought before, like how good he actually is. So that was a long rant on X copy. I don't know if people are tuning out, but I just wanted to give you my full, my full uh, take on it.
1: Dude, that's great. I I love that too. And it's like, yeah, when, when an artist can, it's like, he's giving the nods to him. Right. And, but And he's so confident in his work, right? And that it it stands on its own enough that it doesn't feel like it's any less original, right? It it feels even better uh, for whatever reason.
0: So. Exactly. I saw this one at the Super Rare Gallery in Soho, which, by the way, is still just chilling in Soho. I've gone by it like two or three times in the past couple of weeks, which is so sick. It just like hits you and it's like, yeah, I mean, dude, this is like here to stay like in the heart of Soho. There's a big ass glass, you know, uh, like retail storefront where it just says Super Rare in big letters and you walk in and it's all digital screens. I saw this on a 16 by 16 screen in there right when you walk in and it's just like, damn, that thing. Thing, like slaps, like bring somebody that likes going to museums to see this. And, and I feel like it'll have an impact.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah, I love it. I, I see uh Micah G in the comments. Nucci is like, Hey, thanks for inspiring about 80 people to go on this like witch hunt for that physical dude. So you talk about <laughs> wanting to be anonymous, you know, that guy, that guy is going to be less and less anonymous as the days go by, man.
2: <laughs> oh man. Well, at least I didn't post uh you're going to have to dig through like 2000 posts on his tumblr but um i po i like completely agree um with the basket stuff but i also i don't know i feel like every artist draws inspiration from somewhere and um nothing at this point is like feels completely original i'm pretty sure you can draw a line to like something that someone saw but i do think like when i first saw x copy i'd never seen anything like it like the glitch art it was it was like this like seizure inducing like just like very in your face oh that one's so good the prisoner one um just looking at what you're going through but yeah i agree with everything yeah, you said I um i am like to what you said there's this other artist i found called Zenois and i posted a link uh in the private chat for you uh node if you want to pull it up but like his stuff is obviously or their stuff i'm not sure if it's a like he or she very clearly inspired by x copy but mm. also like a very very good in my opinion and i just i gave you uh, one of the pieces i really like um and if you open it up, like, if you make it big, you can actually see in, like, the top right, there is, like, a almost like a cathedral-type thing behind it and I, the the spinning oh, yeah. skull. And I just think, like, even if you'd shown me this, I would have been like, oh, it's X-Copy, like, 100%. And then it turns out to not be X-Copy, but it's, like, I think it's very, very good, even though it's clearly inspired X-Copy. And this is an up-and-coming artist. Like, I do think there's gonna be a lot of glitch artists that do really well. I think X-Copy stuff is going, he's, like, as i said in the essay i call i call him a founding father because i think he is a founding father of nfts and like his stuff will forever be uh, like cemented in the history books of of our culture um, but i do think there's like other people that are going to draw inspiration from xcopy and make incredible art and i think this is probably one of those artists who's just starting to 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 kind of poke their head up
0: a thousand percent and of course every single artist in every medium uh, is inspired by the, by other people my thing is in the nft space you see people that are just like straight up copying other artists like they're just saying like here I'm doing Picasso work now and that's like where it doesn't really make sense like you see it in music yeah. a lot where like a new hip-hop act like Migos comes out. Right. And then a bunch of people try to copy Migos. But like, you don't, maybe there's like one, like one hit wonder out of that group. But everyone's just kind of like, well, we already have Migos. We don't necessarily need this new guy doing that style of hip hop. And so I just get concerned that a lot of artists in the NFT space. Aren't actually being original, like the like. Look, I can just go and start making uh, my version of you know X Copy or my version of Jackson Pollock, uh, but I don't think that the market should reward that. And I don't think, and like you know, whether or not someone likes it and thinks it's good, the hardest thing in art is being original. It's just the hardest thing, and artists of decades past and centuries past they were all like the, the thing was to figure out how to be original and have it be good and like make something new. Like that was the thing. And those are the artists that are remembered. And I do believe that X copy fully, fully, um, embodies that it's like how tarantino is inspired by you know insert list of directors here uh and he references them and gives them all the credit in the world and says there would be no tarantino you know without you know so and so he's got a a laundry list of directors that he's a a huge huge fan of um but at the end of the day tarantino's tarantino and other people might try to copy tarantino but he's the one that's doing it in an original way
2: yeah i think like Bad Times, I don't know if you saw Bad Times at the El Royale, like very, very Tarantino inspired movie. Um, I enjoyed it, but like it didn't totally hit the mark. I think you're you're totally right. There, there's stuff that just feels like a total rip. Um, I feel like Keith Haring probably falls in that category in a big way. Um, I also, like I, you mentioned uh, Pollock and obviously the new GM Dow drop. We can chat about that for a second if you guys want um i like because let's do it i've been i've been debating it with with like the great thing about proof collective is like you can find someone really strong from like everybody like every discipline within nfts so i've been like chatting to my 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 like, generative art nerds over there and like people are a little torn because yeah it's obviously Pollock inspired drip art on the other hand this guy has a phd in in with a thesis in digital map painting right like what he did here is not easy to do generatively And it looks like a real drip painting. And that's kind of amazing to be able to do that with generative art. And there's like obviously like a lot of different, like, and if you really zoom, you can actually see the texture of the canvas. Like he went to that level of detail. Um, Some of the paint actually looks 3D. um, And the paint drips from mint to mint. There's like a lot of interesting subtleties. It's actually, the code would change with each mint and the paint droppings would get more violent as the mint continued. So there were a lot of firsts with this drop. And while it's super Pollock inspired, I think that's the one thing that's like pulling a lot of people back. Like, is this too much of a Jackson Pollock? But on the other hand, no one's been able to do this to this degree. And to be the first generative artist to do like drip painting at this high of a level, I think is very impressive. Um, but on the other hand, like there's no negating the fact that this is obviously inspired by Pollock. But to me, it while inspired, it's still the first, he's the first person to be able to do it. Like a lot of people have tried this and it just hasn't worked. And I mean, I think it, it came out really, really, well for what he was trying to do.
0: No, we talked about this this morning.
2: Yeah. I, it's, uh,
1: you know, similar. You're thoughts, not going right? to offend me. You're not
0: going yeah, <laughs> to. You just said, no. Did Nucci not basically just say the same thing that I said this morning?
1: Yeah. It's like, exactly. I think, I think the only difference is that Nucci's, Nucci is valuing kind of the innovation side more and, and you were like, and, and I'm kind of maybe leaning slightly more on, on your side view of like, okay, well at the end of the day, I mean, inspired is one word. And then it's like, okay, it's like exactly like Apollo, right? Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, it, that's, what's so hard to say, right? Like what is, what is inspiration versus what is original? We keep going back and forth on that. Um, but I, I don't disagree. I think it's really well done. I think it's great art. It looks good. And it's an incredible like feat from a generative art kind of perspective. And so maybe that like for me, that's where the value I think uh, should lie, I guess is, is my take.
0: Yeah, my thing is like, okay, cool. It's, so look, again, what I said this morning is I understand that it's a technical accomplishment to do generative art this way, but the result on the other end is the art. And here we are, we're looking at the art. I'm not throwing shade at Dario. I didn't know he had a PhD. I can't say I'm surprised because this is an incredibly impressive technical feat. Uh, But someone from the traditional art world is going to immediately say that this is like, uh, I, you know, just fully trying to do Jackson Pollock, like a thousand percent. And again, it's good art and it works. It's just not original in the sense that it's literally like Pollock did this 60 years ago 70 years ago like he he did this like 70 80 years ago that it was a huge deal then and has been since then and that's why he's basically regarded as the best american painter like ever um, and so my thing is like the art has to be original And, but at the same time, like the traditional art world actually does uh, it like being, being original every time is not totally a rule in the original art world. You see like modern Picasso looking stuff. You see all sorts of, um, you know, different things that aren't totally original, but I just, I don't think you're going to onboard that many people from outside our space just for telling them this was made with a computer. People can be like, all right, cool. Well, he also could have made it with paint. I would have said the same thing.
2: I think those are all very valid points. I think we're all on the same page here. Um, yep. I, I, I do think there's something like kind of cool about being able to put this on your wall, and when someone asks about it, you can say, "Oh, no, 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 that was actually like completely generative," and tell that story. But like, I I agree with you, you guys, basically across the board on this. I do think like GM DAO as a product and GM Studio is a very interesting project. If you guys want to talk about that for a second, um, yeah. Like I am, I'm currently in like my next essay, which I've been working on for a few weeks is, and I haven't written one in a few months. Maybe, actually, I don't know if I've written one since I had a baby, which was seven months ago. I've been been in a, a, a essay Makes law, sense. but the new one is basically about NFTs that let you mint more NFTs, like NFTs that pay dividends. Um, so like Goda, GMDAO, Proof Collective, there's there's like 18 of them I've found so far. Um, one of the things I love about GMDAO and, or GM, and GM Studio is that there's no expiration date. Same with Gota. Um, and I really like the ones where these will basically keep producing mints for you for the rest of time. And one of the things I really like about GMDAO, and one of the things I think could make it a really big deal is the blind curation process.
0: And that's cool.
2: Yeah, the curators have no idea what they're looking at. And what's cool about that, in my opinion, is like, could Hobbes get accepted? Could Cherniac get accepted? And Cypher actually said they had a big name artist come on and it would have been great for the product, but they still didn't tell the curation panel and they got turned down. And I think it's, oh. it become, <laughs> which is crazy, but like, it could become this thing where it's, it's like, yeah, you did Fidenzas. Can you do it? Can you do something again that would get picked by like a bunch of, and and the the curators are like, one of them is an Art Blocks curated artist. One of them as is a, is a coder for NASA, like the very legit curation panel. And they can see right through the, like, if you're, it's crazy. Somebody posted one, you got to read what the curation panel does in the discord. Somebody posted uh, a new drop, like from an artist. And uh, one of the guys from Artblocks immediately recognized the algorithm. and was like, this is basically a complete rip of this, art, this artist. And they let the artist come back and give their point of view and why it wasn't. But at the end of the day, it was decided it was too close. So I think that's an interesting idea that like you could, you know, could, could these greats come back? Are they one hit wonders or could they get through a blind curation process? Um, so anyways, and I love the fact that it doesn't expire and that the, the DAO is working on other products adjacent to this. So I think it's definitely, I like full disclosure, I, I own these things and I, I think it's an awesome product and, and the community's smart and I like hanging out there. So I, it's something I'm keeping my eye on very closely.
0: Those artists are going to take it as a challenge and they're going to put out work under aliases and stuff. And then, you know, years later, they're going to disclose it was me, you know, well, it was me.
2: We, we had, <laughs> we actually just, I just had this debate with someone that Zenois guy I sent you guys the uh, thing. I was like, what if X copy started doing art under this name Zenois and like this was really X copy. And he's just like, yeah, I just wanted to get art out into the public again at a, at a reasonable price. And then he reveals it later and a bunch of people hit the lottery and The only reason, I don't think that's a real thing, but the only reason I think that is like, if you go deep in his Twitter X copies, he is, I don't wanna use the word social justice warrior. That's obviously not the right term, but like like, he's very, very passionate about social issues and whether it's like water or world hunger or all those things, like um, he's very clearly there. And he's deleted a lot of the tweets, but like he was very, very um, yeah, vocal about those things. If you go back into the past few years, so. Um, not that I think that Zenois is X copy, but it's an interesting conspiracy theory.
0: Look at there this no. shout out.
2: <laughs> Look at that. How did you find that? Dude,
1: PO is a master. He can like do seven things at once during the show, including operate the screen, right? Like the screen shares. And meanwhile, I'm just like focused on the convo and I cannot do more than one thing at once. And he's pulling up. This tweet just came in, right? Like it just
0: came in. Someone just sent this to me. And I was listening to you the whole time, Nucci. I just, uh, oopsies. Uh, I've just been around the block with these, um, you know, with these uh, streams. I mean, no, to, are we down to have him on?
1: Oh, absolutely, dude. I think we, we totally should. We'll get, we'll get, Cypher, you are invited. That's we'll get a, you on the show.
0: That's a live invite. Uh, Cypher stealing Nucci's thunder. We're thinking that Nucci's going to walk away from this feeling slighted.
2: I, I so I had Cipher on my show. I don't know, maybe three. Oh, weeks he's ago. like,
0: I've already been there, dumbass. <laughs>
2: By the way, you know. So, and yeah, you're you're welcome to have my scraps. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Cypher, I, I want to say Cipher is amazing, and you guys should absolutely have him on. And um, I would like I learned a lot in that episode. And one of the things I learned is like they basically built this product to fix the problems that Artblocks has and other generative platforms. And there's like they basically went to artists and were, like. What don't you like about Art Blocks? What was pro- the problem with getting in? All those things. And they're trying to solve those problems. So I think it is really interesting. And, and Cypher, if you guys don't know the story, like he just tweeted GM every day for like 100 days. And if you responded GM, he would give you one of these tokens. Mm. And then oh, they were getting cool. botted. Um, so <laughs> I'm chuckling because like Freeman's having this whole bot thing and it's it's a whole other story. But um, uh, they, so he started putting like math equations you had to solve and all sorts of tough problems. But, um, it's, it's an interesting origin story. It's an interesting project. We'll see, we'll see how it continues to pan out. Like I, I hold these, I hold several of these and I don't really have any intention of selling at the moment. Cause like I said, I really like, you know, I'm writing this, this essay on like all these mint passes and the ones that don't expire, it's just like, uh, okay. Like, so in 10 years, you're still going to be giving me stuff. Um, it's like this endless dividend you get. Some of these expire in one year, two years, three years. And, like, those are great, but some just go on forever. And this is one of them.
1: That's interesting, isn't proof is uh, expires right after
2: three years? Proof does expire after three years, um, and I think there's there's actually like a bit of a play there um, in the sense that like I don't I don't have any inside knowledge on this, but I also don't really see Kevin winding it down and being like, all right, guys, this was a fun three years, packing it up, see you later. Like it's all moonbirds and oddities now. Like I do see some sort of continuation, whether it's uh, an expansion of the original community to another. 250 or 500 people, whether he just removes the expiration date, whether he allows you to mint at the original price you minted, or if you were like, maybe if you're someone who held the entire time, you can, uh, which would be hard to figure out, but you can mint at the price you made, like something like that. Like, I do think it's going to continue, but I also think there's going to come a time where the price is going to drop significantly because there's going to be a little bit of fear and because they haven't addressed what's going to happen. At the end of that three years, and I think that could be a huge buying opportunity. If Proof is some, even right now, I think Proof's a pretty good buying opportunity. Um, I admittedly sold one of my passes uh, recently. Um, during it was during Future Proof it sold actually. Um, oh but dang. I have well, these were
1: yeah, these were forty five like last a couple of days ago. So that, that's already. I mean, I guess when it's this high, the price is going to fluctuate a lot on the floor. Um, but yeah, I think, I think like they're going to, uh, reward proof holders for the next, you know, the next proof collective proof collective two. I bet what they do is, yeah, they do one of two things. Either they just airdrop them all more proof passes and they expand it a little bit. I could totally see them doing that right where they go from 1,000 to 2,000 or 3,000 um and expand the collection and then just airdrop and you know another pass to them or let them just mint it right they get allow listed to minute it for one eth or something and then you know call it good
2: yeah they have they have have a ton of options they can explore but the idea that i know people are like they haven't addressed it they're gonna he has sort of addressed it and he's he's brainstormed in the discord publicly some ideas and had the community give feedback But like, there's no doubt in my mind, there will be a continuation and the holders will be rewarded. And there's also no doubt in my mind, there will come a point where people will be freaking out about the expiration date and it won't have been announced yet. Uh, Or maybe he'll get ahead of that. But if he doesn't, there could be a really good buying opportunity there. Um, I'd love to know, I know you're looking at it right now and you were saying it's at 56. I'd love to know what the last like five or 10 sales were because oftentimes it's at 56, but the last ones were like offers in the forties that were getting accepted. Um, but yep. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: someone sniped one for 42. That's pretty that, good.
2: That's, that's pretty, uh, oh, a tin bane sold. It's funny when you see people sell them, you're like, Oh, that guy, he's out. Uh, <laughs> is,
0: is there a, is there a 10% royalty on this?
2: Uh, it's seven and a half with 2.5. So 10. A 10 total. Um, Yeah. Which is, which is steep, especially like, you know, 10 doesn't feel that bad when it's like a one each sale, but when it's like a 60 each sale and 60, they're gone. You're like, Ooh, like that. I felt that. Um,
0: If you buy at 42, you break even selling at 47.
2: Yeah. Maths. Nice job. Good math. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This was so proof was like my intro into NFTs for sure. Like I'd been in crypto like, like, completely into crypto for like almost 10 years now like obsessed but i could not find the front door of the nft party like it was in my twitter the board apes were inescapable everyone was having fun except for nucci and (laughs) (laughs) and um i just like could not i felt like i was like trying to like open the window to the party the windows were locked and i could hear everyone inside having fun and making money and wearing cool hoodies and i was just like outside and then i heard about proof on uh the kevin rose podcast and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I knew Kevin Rose really well for many years from, uh, the like, being on Tim Ferriss and digging all that. And um, it just seemed like, I was like, yeah, I'll happily pay this guy a few weeks to show me how to... It, it reminded me, have you guys ever been to Berlin by any chance?
0: Nope. I actually Kevin. haven't either.
2: All right. So, in Berlin, like, to get into a club there, you have to basically dress in, like, dark clothes and look a little sad. Like, if you look... <laughs> Pio, you're actually like kind of dressed okay for it. Right I now, wear but...
1: black every day, dude. I should totally get in.
2: Yeah, the, with the mustache, you look very hip. But like, I was going in with like just normal like red shoes on, and they would like you have no chance. There, are um, there's a guy named Sven. If you type in Sven bouncer, um, there's this really famous nightclub that has like a four day party, and it starts on Friday and it doesn't end till Monday. And there's a really famous bouncer there named Sven. I don't know what his last name is, but it's a great like name. A... You, you should actually Google this. He's fast. The way he looks is just amazing. Like if you're going to, you're sharing your screen. Um, but anyway, so he, he's very intimidating, but like, it's very much like certain people get in and certain people don't. And that's like across Berlin. And I remember going into a party, like, oh, we heard a party. We knocked on the door. My wife speaks German. And I was like, all right, you can do the talk and we're going to get in. And the guy who opened the door looked like the guy who's like speeding in super troopers, if you know that reference. And he basically looked at us and like, he had like these big crazy sunglasses on. He just looked so cool. And he was like, just shut the door. Like he didn't even speak to us. Just shut the door. And I was like, that's how I felt about NFTs for the longest time. Like it was a party that I just like, couldn't finagle my way into. And then proof finally, like I felt like I found my footing there and met a lot of good people and kind of went from there.
0: It's a pretty good network to join. Um, way to, way to hit it out of the park with proof. So you bought two of them. You sold one in the fifties.
2: I bought three of them. And, uh, I sold one at uh sixty four point nine recently. Um, and you still have two? I still have two, yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Oh, super, <laughs> super lucky. Uh, but, yeah, I, you know, it was like, I, I don't, like, I didn't sell one because I, like, believe in the ecosystem any less than I, I did yesterday or anything. It just a lot of my net worth was moving very quickly on an announcement about like fanny packs, for example,
0: and, like, <laughs> as right. much, I, like,
2: I literally love proof. I love the founders. I love it. I think they're the best, like one, like one of the best teams operating right now, like hands down, I don't think that's really disputable, but you know, it went from a very small part of my net worth to all of a sudden, like a very large part. And I was like, ah, oh, I I'm feeling like a little overexposed at this point. Um, and it's kind of nice to have a pile of ETH to like, you know, in the bear market to be able to make some moves in.
1: Absolutely. So what are your thoughts on, we got Moonbirds pulled up here they're, uh They dip down to single digits. I don't know if they're, if there's still the lowest one still there. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you think? Are do these, I
0: buy this right now? Nucci? what are, are these, we doing? Yeah. Are
1: these under price? I've got an offer. And I think on that one down below, PO the, the, the captain. Oh no, it's not there anymore. Um, Maybe it went away, or maybe I bought it. I don't know. I'll have to check. Th- this you? Uh, no, it was. Uh, no. no, is
0: this you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> just like me, man. Okay, How is with a this suit, guy? Dude? What? Yeah. Why are you? Oh well, you know. Look at hey, this I'm proof
0: like... bowl right here. This guy just loves loves Kevin oh, Rose. Oddities, Look at
1: that. <laughs> oh, he's got a. It's, it's a grill. A, it's a, a grill right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's Emily funny. Z,
2: I'd take that one any day. Okay, sorry. Um... Your
1: your thoughts, Nucci, on the birds.
2: Yeah um i'm not again everyone is in a different position here i have a bunch of birds because i obviously had proof passes um i'm not buying here i i i honestly i feel like the proof community is going to crucify me for this but like it wouldn't surprise me if these started trading in parity with like clonex and uh doodles because i feel like those are like in my mind the blue chips and moonbirds is sort of a blue chip um and they in future proof they had a lot of amazing announcements but many of the announcements don't take effect for six months so i think a lot of people are like oh, all right well i know that for six months things could be quiet and i might not miss anything although i wouldn't be surprised if they do some sort of a surprise drop um they didn't mention anything about ravens and future proof um but i'm not like super super like i mean honestly like so i went through 100 communities yesterday and joined 100 different discords um for this research i'm doing for prement and as i was going through these old great communities like cool cats and dead fellas and alien friends. Like there is no volume. Like there's no money right now in the market. Like I want to say cool cats had like, I, I think at one point they had like a 20th floor and
0: not that high, but up there.
2: Okay. Yeah. They were, they were definitely the teens, right? Yeah. yeah I think the, I was like
0: 15
1: maybe it was
2: okay. right, and right they, around there. They was were the like, I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade on cool cats. It was just an example. I remember from yesterday when I hopped through discord, um, but I was like, I think they're at like two now. And they're like one day volume was maybe like 20 ETH or something. It was like what the floor, it felt like the floor was like a while back. And I was just, as I went further and further down, um, it just got like more and more bleak. And I mean, it's a great buying opportunity if these are projects you want to get into. Um, But across the board, like I'm not that surprised Moonverse is at 10. I don't really see it falling much further than this, maybe into eight or nine, but like, um, if you've always wanted Moonbird, it's a great time to buy, or at least put in some offers. Um, I'm still super bullish on the whole. I mean, they just raised 50 million. Uh, I think this community is going to keep doing amazing things. But um, yeah, you know, the whole market is hurting, and with that comes Moonbirds being down a bit.
1: Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I want to get I want to get your take on on just art. Do you collect Do you collect much art? And if so, uh, you know, what do you look for when you're collecting? Uh, digital art specifically
2: yeah so let me start that conversation off with physical art um <laughs> uh, oh yeah like, now we're talking say, like uh a five or six years ago i was living in austin texas and i don't know why but i randomly was like i want a playstation like i've never been a video gamer i'm gonna go buy a playstation and i went to go buy a playstation and right next to the the gaming store was an art gallery and i went in the art gallery first and i ended up leaving with a gabe leonard um and I don't know if you know Gabe Leonard, but he's an incredible artist. I don't know or think he's done anything in NFTs yet, but Gabe Leonard's just mind-blowing. Um, so I love the Gabe Leonard loved it. It's like this insane, it's called Justice doesn't Justice Ain't Blind. And it's like this insane like Matrix style cowboy girl with like two giant revolvers in hand. It's really cool. Um, and then I ended up p- picking up a lot of like movie inspired art. And I just like that. So I've always like really enjoyed just buying art that I like without really any thought about appreciation um in nft land obviously that's totally different and like you you kind of i feel like you go to tezos kind of to buy art that you like and love and oh good stuff here the grail stuff um but yeah i it's tough for me because like on one hand i want to be collecting a lot of this stuff and i want to hold it and i think a lot of it's going to do long well long term but like i see here's my the thing that challenges me i see a lot of short-term opportunities that like if you have ETH, you can get in and out of things and make money so I'm like very much a conflicted flipper and collector. There's things I love. And like, I have William Mapon's anticyclones, and I yeah. love those and I'm never selling them. Like they're perfect. And I think that guy is going to the top and nothing's going to slow him down. Um, and I think his stuff is just stunning. Right. Uh, and like, I want to hold those and I just want to hold them forever. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, that's like 20 ETH. I could be making moves with that. I think like there are moves to be made and I'm, I'm just like conflicted between collecting and, and flipping, but like, yeah. So what do I look for in terms of art? Like, do, do I love it? Is one important thing. Do I think I'm early is another, like as much as I want to own a Fidenza and I do think they do well in like 10 years, I think they're going to do amazing forever. Like clearly we're not early on Fidenzas anymore. Like everyone knows what a Fidenza is. So when I look at artists, especially like one of one artists or gen artists or all those things, I'm like, is the secret out on this guy yet? Or am I really late to the party? And if I'm late to the party, like, I don't know if I want to get in no matter how much I love the thing. Right. Um, and the other thing I think about and like <laughs> this is a quote from uh, somebody in Proof last night was like, I'm investing in cockroaches right now. And what he meant <laughs> by that is like, I'm investing in the things that like won't die. Like and and Derek Edwards said something very really similar on on 100 Proof. He was like, I'm looking for projects that have no external dependencies. So like it doesn't matter what Frank says on Twitter for my punk to go like punks don't really are like one of those things where it's like a punk is a punk a squiggles a squiggle like these are things that are gonna do well and like they don't have to like do squiggle coin next week or 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 a hoodie for like everyone to get excited whereas like moonbirds sort of put themselves in that position where they have this nest they have new rewards they always have to be doing something whereas like squiggles are going to be squiggles in 10 years they're they're, they're iconic like there's just something about squiggles that you can really nerd out on the um on the rarity of squiggles and like, I think things like that make a ton of sense to collect for, uh, even like mid short, like in all terms of like, like, even if I put it this way, if I buy a squiggle and it goes down tomorrow, I'm not sad because I know in like six months, it's going to or five years. It's going to be doing great. Right. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that. That's good advice. So, I mean, uh, any any chance we could we could uh, squeeze some new artists out of you right now? Like those secrets that uh, that that you're talking about. Anyone <laughs> new that you feel like is is uh, is worth exploring?
2: So it's so funny you bring this up. I've, I posted this tweet recently, and I said, um, "Who's an artist with under five thousand followers that you think isn't like getting enough sunshine?" Basically, um, and it was it was really it was a good one. Like I don't have a big enough following to like. Get, like I got like a good amount of artists is really interesting to read through those. I think I want to say that K and said something really similar recently. There's a couple threads and Kevin Rose said like, who should we have in Grails, right? Like that's a, that's a thread you should go find and look through because there's a ton of gold in that thread. And I can't remember a bunch of the names off the top of my head. But if you go find the Kevin Rose tweet where it's like, who should I have in Grails? One, it's hilarious because like a lot of the recommendations were in Grails. But more importantly, it's interesting because like, there's just a lot of like, uber talent in that thread like it's unbelievable and like sure people are showing their bags here and there but you also will go find like a one-of-one artist I can't remember there's one that has like these insane space stations they look so so cool they're like these retro space stations they're unbelievable and of course like that was when I was late to. like I feel like they were already at like, ETH and I was like all right I missed this but I do think there are like artists coming out on foundation every day that and one-of-one art's really hard because like it's it's a pretty illiquid you know end of the spectrum but um There are artists coming out that like, and a lot of those artists that like do their early stuff, reward those early people in huge, huge ways. Um, Like Asif comes to mind on that. I feel like a lot of those like one-on-one people that like end up doing bigger drops, they reward their initial holders massively. But um, another one that like, again, I'm late to, this is one that I was like early to, but didn't buy. And I'm pissed about is there's an artist named Alien Queen. Um,
0: Yeah, rec guy. What's that? She's with the co-founder of Wrecked Guy with OSF.
2: Oh, I didn't know she was a part of that. Okay. Well, anyways, I found her a while back, and uh, that was a painful one because like I loved her art, and then I saw like Anonymous X bought a huge piece from her for like twenty ETH, and it's like another one that left the station. I know you asked like who are artists that are up and coming. I do think that this guy is like very interesting, um, and they've been talking a lot about him in Proof. So I think there might be something there. Z um, e n o y i s. And speaking of mint passes, they have a mint pass. I, I'm assuming this is a guy, so I'm sorry to keep saying, I think they're completely anonymous. You can
0: just want. buy this for 0.06 right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's an, those are additions. Um, okay, I think. so be a little careful because like
0: 82 of these, of this one, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But he does, he, or they, I'll say they because I don't know if it's a guy or woman, male or female, but they have a mint pass. There's like a ticket at the bottom, and you can buy those, and you'll get airdrop stuff. Um, I've definitely seen proof collectors looking at this. I've seen this person mentioned a few times now and they still seem early. And if you like Xcopy stuff, it's sort of like, um, it's an interesting, but that's one, there's another pass though. That's, there's a few more of, I think the one on the left, it's a bit cheaper. Um,
0: people hate ERC 1155. That's what the worst I'm worried about.
2: They're the 1155s are the worst.
0: I, well, I mean, our NFT is an 1155. So I first hand experience of people being like, what is this? Like, they just get so mad.
2: Well, and it doesn't even work. Like blur is like an up and coming analytics platform doesn't support them yet. Right. <sighs> Anyways, 1155s are terrible. I agree. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think there's like just interesting one-on-one artists out there. Like uh, there, there's definitely interesting up and coming artists right now. I don't know yeah, if it feels- this is what you're looking for let me see i have a list over here let me, let me
1: see what I- yeah and that's that's I, that it's out. interesting um, when it comes to the one of one artist you know what i mean because the i feel like that's probably the most like the lottery right if you're going out trying to flip one of one art like you're basically uh you know nine times out of ten or even more you're You're not going to end up, you know, with a good experience. But if you find the right artist, it's like, imagine scooping up a bunch of X copies. The other challenge though, is that you had to wait like years, right? You would have had to have had conviction in X copy for two years if you bought his early work and not flipped it early on when it was like worth a little bit more. It just seems like a really, really tough thing to do, which is why I think your advice of just buying what you love. And then if you love it, just hold it and hope that they, you know, grow with you. That's probably the only way to do it if you're going to try and play the one on one game. It's the only way to
0: get those home runs, man. Like crypto punk owners, like on the way up, they went from a free claim to, you know, 700 bucks. I can imagine a bunch of people were like, holy shit, I got a free 700 bucks and they sold the punk. And then it goes to, you know, 125 grand.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I, I've I have that story with a couple coins I got into early. It's it's horrifying.
0: <laughs> Solana, were you early on Solana?
2: No, I was really early. Doge. Um,
0: mm, me too. Like, I sold like, all my Doge right before it went up by like a thousand X. So stupid. Literally, <laughs> like, like, like a bucks month before Doge
2: in 2016, and I sold like ninety eight percent of it for like, which is such a stupid number to sell. Like, why would you sell most of it? But anyways. The last like two or five percent paid for my wedding last year. Um, wow! So, Dang. Yeah. I mean, it was oh, like, so you had
0: some Doge, baby. Wow. It was, it was
2: it was seven figures of Doge for sure, and it was a, oh. a it was a three, it was a couple hundred dollar per it was like a hundred to two hundred dollar purchase, something like that. Um, so it was, it was yeah, that was a crazy one. But like, there's a lot of those that like they did well, and I was like, oh, I, it's it's really hard. You know, people are always like, oh, I wish I'd bought this ten years ago, and I'm like, yeah, but you would have never held it through the first ten x or the second ten. You would never be. Buying these things at, you know, a penny and holding forever. But I, I'm interested. I have a question for you guys. Um, what is a piece of art? Like, what is, I'd love to know both of your, like, what are your grail pieces? Like, is there something out there that you guys have always wanted to own that you you don't have? That if you, you know, we're given a thousand, you'd be like, oh, that's one thing I got to buy right now.
1: I don't have a, like a, uh, necessarily one specific piece, but I would buy up uh if you give me a 1,000 ETH, I'd spend a ton of it on uh, memories of Lin. I say it over and over. I think uh, Emily Z's, like, it's just the most, I just love it. Um, so memories of Lin. So, I mean, I, I could tell you, if you looked at my activity in my wallet, I've been placing bids every day on, uh, almost every day, on memories of Lin Anti-Cyclone. So William upon, I totally agree with you there. I, I only own one uh, memories of Lin piece. Uh, but I own zero of these and I've been putting bids on these, uh, memories of Chilean and Meridians, uh, for the last two weeks. And nobody's, nobody's biting. Like I'm putting like slightly below floor or at floor for some of the, for some of the pieces that are listed a little bit higher. So I'm trying to get a piece that I actually really like. Um, and then I've done a couple collection offers that are low balls. So they haven't, haven't taken, but those are the three collections that I just really like. That like, I'm I'm going to, my goal is to get at least one of each of these uh, for sure. I'd love a Fidenza, of course, but that's, you know, if you gave me a thousand ETH, yeah, I'd scoop one of those. Um, but, you know, with limited supply, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go out and buy a Fidenza right now. That'd be my entire stack. So these I think are awesome.
0: As an investment, I would just buy a bunch yeah, of crypto punks.
1: Yeah. Can't go wrong there.
0: It, it would just be punks. Yeah, I but no, like, it was probably- like... <laughs> Go ahead, right. go ahead Nucci. Screw
2: the investment side of it, like what what would you buy? If, like what do you want? Like what 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 do you love? Do you love anything? X-copy. Like I know punks, are like okay, cool. Like a one-on-one. I
0: like I like punks too, though. Runner. I do like punks, but I think you got a little delay, Nucci. But uh, I I do like punks well, and saying- uh, Go uh
2: ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about the delay. Um I was just <laughs> I I thought you were saying like most people say punks because. They're just a like no-brainer investment. Like I think punks are going to do well in ten years, and twenty years, and hundred years. So I thought that's what you're saying, punks. But if you actually love, like, I think punks are really cool, but I don't really feel drawn to like buying them just to like sport a punk. Um, whereas like X Copy, I can totally like like X Copy's piece, um, last selfie, is probably like my favorite single piece of art in the whole space. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I can relate with that for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I like I it, I love all X Copy's stuff as well, and I. It, when I see, though, like when I see a CryptoPunk on a wall, I actually think they look really good. Like, it, it, they're so simple, but I I think they look really good. But this piece, this last selfie piece, oh, man, that one looked awesome, man. Yeah. Anything X copy, I'd, I'd scoop up any of that. Um, and then the generative stuff I really like, so.
2: Yeah. I think generative is obviously here to stay. This piece, I just think is like, I'm imagining like an influencer taking a photo on a cliff and like the Grim Reaper is just like dropping down on him like, oh, this is it for you. Um. But yeah, I just, there's something about this one really gets me. I, I had two thoughts though. We were talking about William upon and uh, how you wanted one of those. Um, an interesting way to maybe get one on the cheap is, uh, lend. I noticed, I was looking through the lending platforms recently. I can't remember exactly which one. I think it was NFT5. But there were a bunch of anti-cyclones up for lending. And I know people who oh, have recently, really? yeah, I know people who recently, and it's like more or less, you give like a third of the ETH of the floor value. And you get, like, 30% APR over, like, a couple months or whatever. So it's an easy way to, like, make some ETH. And if they, like, thankfully default, you would pick up an anticyclone for, like, two or three ETH. Um, but I know someone who got, like, a rare moonbird that way. And if it's a collection you're already excited about, like, anticyclones, like, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, um, that's
1: that's genius, actually. I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to the fact that there was art being kind of lent out there for collateral as well. I thought it was mostly just PFPs, but knowing that, yeah, it's like, dude, it's like, it's like you're the bank, but you, you know, you actually want the asset, you know what I mean? Instead of, uh, instead of being like worried that you're going to have to deal with the house or whatever, it's like, no, I, I literally want this asset. So I'm stoked. If you default is kind of looking at it
2: yeah yeah the 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 one i was looking at the guy had done a ton of loans and but like he'd never he defaulted on a few when it made sense to default but he'd never defaulted on an anti-cyclone so i was like uh like (laughs) dude people
1: are they're diamond handed when it comes to the art dude i'm telling you like they're people want to keep the art
2: there's a new gen art podcast out and their opening episode was all about anti-cyclones Um, and it was like, and they were basically talking about how they think this is like the, he's like the next thing. And I I sort of agree with them. I think if you look at his early work on Tezos dragons, it's like, it's incredible. Like it's really incredible stuff. And that's actually like still sort of affordable just because it's on Tezos. Um, I want to say they sell for like four or five, I guess they're about the same as an anti side one. So they're kind of pricey, but, um, those are unbelievable. And then, you know, we were talking a second ago, something I want to mention is like, we were talking about the addition stuff. And I did this analysis a while ago, and it's something you can totally do to find mispriced items. Um, I basically looked at every X copy edition from, like, his one of five. I, th- I think X copy has mastered editions, like, objectively mastered ob- editions, if you look at it. And, like, he has everything from, like, one of fives all the way up to the one of 8,000, right? And, like, everything in between, one of 100, one of 250, one of 500. And if you look through it and you, like, plot it on a spreadsheet, you can kind of see this nice, like, curved line go up right, in terms of, like, the price or the curve line go down, rather. But there are collections in here where it's, like, okay, he's got, like, 10 one of 100s, and one of them will be, like, totally mispriced, It'll be like way cheaper than the other nine. And I think there are, like, you can identify stuff like that. I do get worried when an edition size gets too big, like Max Payne. Um, I, like, I have never bought a Max Payne, even though the price is very reasonable. Um, and the reason is, like, I compare it to Cherniac's uh, The Ringer thing. Uh, I, I can't remember it's called ringers, but like they're Dead basically ringers, yeah. 0. 0.005. And the reason there's 20,000 of them, I do think you can hit like a critical mass where like, there's just not a lot of upside. And I think Max Payne, unfortunately, like as much as I love the art, I think it falls in that category. I think a lot of people want to own X copy. It's like a perfect like entry piece for people, but there's 8,000 of them. And there's just like a nut- There's someone who's always me selling or looking to unload this thing and everyone's underwater on them who originally minted. Um, whereas like the the only difference with this one is I think it was a free mint.
0: It's a free mint and it's an ERC 1155. And I don't think anybody thinks that he's going to burn it. And there's 24,000 of them
1: and all of it went to charity. So it was like, I actually, the one I I mentioned this before, but the one thing I like about dead ringers is that you could get a signed physical piece. Um, and that, that, that edition number is much smaller. So that's what I did. And I put it on my wall and it looks awesome. I think Max Payne, half the people bought it because they're secretly hoping you can you can burn this for something in the future, which is like, you know, it's just perfect. Either way, like X copy wins, because yeah. if he doesn't do anything, he's like, I literally named it Max Payne. So, like, what are you guys trying to do? And then if he does burn it, everybody's
2: stoked, you know. So it's interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And, and he said, I mean, he teased like reveal coming. He said something about a reveal. And I think he was just toying with everyone because there was like a month where everyone was like, "When is the reveal happening?" And there was no reveal. But um, speaking of ringers, you know, you own a ringer, right? Yeah, just one. That was like my best purchase. I bought
1: it for four ETH, and it's all thanks to DC Investor, the goat man. He was just uh, (laughs) yeah. I can only I can only say so many good things about the man. Uh, But yeah, incredible. I yeah, diamond I diamond handed it for better or worse. You know, it's it's like I'm still up whatever 10x, which is phenomenal. Uh, but like, you know, that thing was worth, uh, f- like almost $500,000 in the peak <laughs> of the mania. And, I, and that's like worth more than my entire collection is now, which it's is crazy. So, I'm so stupid. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, I'm so dumb, <laughs> but like, Hey, maybe, uh, maybe it'll get back there. And I, the hard part is I only own one. So it's like, it, it also messes with, with your psychology because you want to own it, you know, uh, and you want to have it. And then, you know, at what point does the money become worth it
2: so yeah yeah, yeah I, I I mean I can definitely feel that pain with like I think proof was at one point in like the 140s at like 3000 ETH. and uh, if you talk to any proof member they're all like oh, like like I was thinking about my new pool like people are like <laughs> very much envisioning these new lives that none of them have um, that's that's so. the
1: top signal by the way yeah. so that is for sure the case well yeah. dude I mean we have gone over an hour this has been awesome I really appreciate the time Nucci. Uh, everybody go out and check out Nucci on Twitter. Uh, check out his podcast. Maybe one day you'll get to see his face. You know, it'd be a very special <laughs> experience for you. Um, but thanks again, man. Any any final thoughts, Nucci, for people that are, I mean, you talked about trying to break into the space or just collecting in general. Any kind of final advice for people that are, are trying to learn about whether it's art or membership stuff or getting involved? What would you, uh, what would you say to the people?
2: Yeah, I would say uh, three things like, uh, go find a community that you can be a part of. I think like your Nifty portal is like a no brainer. And I'm not just saying that cause I'm on the show. It's very reasonably priced. It has a great community. You guys put out amazing content. So like I'm saying that in all seriousness, um, there are other communities just like Nifty portal. Uh, but like, I, I really do love you guys. And I think the content you put out is really high value. Like probably that you guys are, like best in biz in terms of like daily content. So like get into a community, meet people like that guy. send dms to people because most people are willing to chat and like find the smartest person in the room shoot them a dm see if they're willing to chat for 15 minutes learn everything you can about them and then like give more than you take is the most important thing like if you just are giving it'll all come back like 2x especially if you're like really really kind so just be nice and like give and everything will come back to you but um thank you guys this was an honor like i'm a huge huge fan of what you guys do and uh I'm excited to see the the empire continue to grow. So thanks again for having me.
0: Thanks for coming, Nucci. Node Mode, another one in the books.
2: Boom. Thank you, everyone.